A very good morning to you. My name is Howard Feldman. This is the Sunday Morning Podcast, courtesy of Synthesis Technologies. I want to firstly thank everybody for the incredible feedback that we got last week. Nearly 12,000 unique watches uh, or unique views downloads of this uh, podcast, which is greatly appreciated. We also got lots of feedback, and uh, we're going to go through some of uh, your questions a little bit later on this morning. We, we're going to be looking at dividing this conversation into a number of parts. Number one is what is our current status in, in South Africa and around the world. Number two is uh, how we deal with the treatment questions around behavior, what should we be doing, what shouldn't we be doing, and then finally questions from you, questions from our listeners. As always, joining me uh, here in the studio, Dr. Anton Marburg, uh, pulmonologist in a private practice at the center, or uh, I, I used to say at the on the front lines, but now I think in the center of the storm. Dr. Marburg, good morning. That's correct. Good morning, and thanks for the podcast again this morning. Looking forward to imparting a bit of Information. I think our, our purpose today is to give a few practical tips. We're not the know-it-all of the whole society, but we're here to actually say that we want to give you some tips on how to handle what's going on in the world at the moment, and especially what's going on in South Africa. Okay. So let's start off with, with the uh, general status questions. Can you begin with an update around the situation here in South Africa and around the world? So right now we're sitting on 240 cases in South Africa. In the world, there's over 300,000 cases with over 13,000 deaths. The number of deaths are spiraling in Italy, seems to have settled down in China. They're spiraling in Spain. The number of cases are going up all over the world, including America, Germany, South Korea. And we're going to see the number of cases going up in South Africa. At this stage, are they uh, local transmissions or most of them still um, imports. Majority are imports, but they are local transmissions, unlike last week. Right. So now it's starting to happen locally. That's correct. And obviously that's why there's a little bit more of a concern. Okay. So uh, last week, Sunday evening, was the very first time that uh, our President Cyril Ramaphosa stood before the nation and addressed this. I believe he, he, he addressed it uh, very, very well. He, he put some measures in place. This, uh, just before we went on air now, started recording, they've announced that he will later today, probably early this evening, be making another statement. What is the current status and what do you think could be happening? So first of all, kudos to our president. I mm. mean, that was an excellent statement last week, Sunday night. We're looking forward to another great statement from him when he does it today. And I think his advisors are advising him brilliantly. His medical advisors, his business advisors, everything that he's doing is going according to what we want to be done from a medical point of view. So where we're at at the moment, and it's going to change today, I'm sure, is as, as he said last week, no more than 100 people in a gathering, which makes perfect sense at this point in time. Right. We've got to respect that. We've got to do what he's told us to do. You know, these are the important things for us to do now. We've got to follow all these rules in order to prevent local transmission. So at this stage it's 100 people, no more than 100 people. Schools are all closed. He announced that restaurants... Schools, universities, restaurants aren't closed yet, but they've put in the alcohol law for restaurants that's between... What, what, what is that? Very, what is that? Very interesting. The one thing we've got going for us is alcohol and right coffee. now. And coffee. He's not going to touch coffee. No, we won't let him touch coffee. Oh, not fine. But the, the alcohol ruling is that the thought is that people become more immune compromised or the immunity is decreased with excessive amounts of alcohol. So it's a prevention. It's so a you, prophylactic thing. Right, but you guys confuse us because first you tell us 60% alcohol is good. Yeah, and but then not you 60% tell to drink, to wipe on oh. your hands. 
Oh, all right, fine. So we can have our whiskey as long as it's on our hands That's at correct. this point. Might burn a bit. <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, so that, that's where we're currently at. What do you think should happen tonight? And I'm not asking you to call it. I'm, I'm just, uh, if you were giving him advice today, what, do you, what would you advise? So my advice would be cut the numbers down to 50 or less. Okay. I think that's quite uh, pertinent at this point in time. If you look around, the general sentiment is terrible. People are panicked. Mm. People are mm. upset. People are moody. And the weather today doesn't help. It's rainy. It's cold. People are stuck indoors. And it's for a good reason. We need to, to be doing this self-quarantining that we are doing at the moment from the schools and from the restaurants and all these type of things because we need to protect each other. We need to flatten this curve. Mm. And what does flatten the curve actually I, I mean? I was going to well, ask you that question. Flatten the curve is going to basically help prevent mass chaos at our hospitals. It's going to help prevent doctors burning out. It's going to help prevent beds being not available to patients. So if you flatten the curve, you delay the progression of the disease to a higher state quickly, and it settles down and slows down. And less people get sick immediately, but they get sick over a slower point of time and get admitted at a different regular What do you mean intervals. to a higher state? So if everyone gets sick now... You get this massive peak of right, sick people, goes up, and right. everyone has to go into hospital. Okay. If we can slow it down by social distancing, then less people need to be admitted at certain times. I've read all sorts of things about numbers doubling in 48 hours, in 72. Like, there's a, is, is that a it measure? It makes perfect sense. It does right. make sense. You've got to understand that up until now, we've only been able to test 300 people a day. Their aim is to improve that and get about 15,000 people a day. That's what they want to do. Mm. We don't have the test kits available yet to do that. And the labs are backlogged. It's taking up to four to five days to do all these tests. So they've got to get more people in to do more tests. And once these tests come out, we will get a bigger number of people being tested. They've said there's about 8,000 people being tested and only 240 positive cases. Obviously, when there's a lot more cases being tested, we will find more positive cases. Mm. It's not mm. something to panic about. It's the reality. We know that's going to happen. So obviously what you're saying, to some extent, is the number is a lot greater in all likelihood than 240. Those are the I'm confirmed cases. I'm saying it is cases. a lot greater, and we're not panicking about but, it. But it's still... It, 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 now is the time for us to do something yeah, about I, it. I just think that people need to know there's no stigma of being diagnosed as positive with corona disease what is or that COVID-19. Business? Is that a you South know, African thing? It is a South African thing because if you look back years ago when HIV was first uh, diagnosed, there was such a stigma on people. You've got HIV disease. Well, we've got to keep away from you. Stay away from everybody. This is not a stigma. This is Well, we have to stay away, but, it's, yes, but, but we, it can't we're not, be helped. We're not going to ostracise people from a financial and a physical and a mental and emotional point of view, this is something that a majority of people will get, but the majority of people who get it will not get critically ill. Mm. There will be a mm. mild illness. Right. Okay. So, so, so let's look, at, uh, uh, let's look at, at that in terms of people with an underlying condition. We, we're hearing this from, from you lot all the time, underlying pre-existing conditions, uh, immunocompromised. What does all this mean? So those are the people that we're worried about, mm. the elderly people. And there's different graphs and different plateaus and everything, but people over the age of 80 are the most compromised, okay. especially people over the age of 80 with immune deficiencies like diabetes, respiratory diseases, hypertension, which is high blood pressure with cardiac failure. Those people are at higher risk of getting much sicker with the disease. It doesn't mean that if you are over 80 and you get the disease, you are going to get extremely sick, but you're at a higher risk, and we've got to put that out there. People over the age of 70, there's about a 10% chance. And as you're younger, there's less of a chance. But immune If someone's, let's say, 51. 
Uh, if they're 51, mm. not that I know many people over that age, but no, 51... No, and they're going to be 52 in August. And if they don't uh, have many comorbidities, in other words, right. they don't have high blood pressure and they don't have respiratory diseases right. and they're not diabetic and they're not even compromised, have your flu vaccine, look after yourself, stay indoors, do your bit. Protect right. the community. By staying indoors, you are protecting everybody else in your community. You're protecting everybody else in the country. That's how, so important. How do you think South Africa is doing? South Africa is amazing. I am I'm overwhelmed with what Me I'm too, seeing. Actually. I, I, I can't believe it. You know, we thought, oh gosh, you know, South Africans don't like listening to laws, that type no, of thing. I was convinced we were all going to be dead by, by this time in People March. People are responding so mm. positively. Mm. And once again, I take that back to our president, to the way he's handled this, to the way the NRCDs handled this, and the way things are being handled. They're being handled brilliantly. There's so much information going out about it. Nothing's being withheld. We're not saying, don't say this, don't say this. The facts are there. People know what they've got to do. Be responsible. Let's beat this disease. And by beating this disease, I mean, we're not going to beat it today. We're not going to beat it tomorrow. But let's sit in six months' time and take that six o'clock curfew away from the restaurants and let's all go have a drink together. Because we're going to beat this. Mm. This virus mm. will burn out. And we need to have this positivity. We have to be realistic and understand what we're dealing with. But we've also got to say that we are going to beat this virus. Okay, let's now talk about treatment, medicines, uh, this type of story. Lots of my Facebook feeds are very, very full. A lot of people are pro, doctors pro now. Pro-Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump's put out a lot of stuff on this. He's confusing me. He yeah, is. Me I'm, I'm, I'm about to block him, actually, because, because he's giving me all of this information and I can't verify anything. So let's just now go... So let, let's start with Donald Trump because he's the most vocal at the moment. So Donald he's Trump has put quinine, out this... Is that right? Chloroquine. What is Chloroquine, which is a drug used in immune, immunity diseases of malaria, that from. type of thing. That's quinine itself. We're talking about chloroquine, is which different? is a different so type of drug. I must cut back on those and, GNTs. And from a medical point of view, we talk about hydrochloroquine, which is a bit stronger than the ah. chloroquine. So we use that in uh, rheumatoid arthritis and different other diseases. The biggest problem with putting that out on a social media platform is that people think now they need to go and stockpile which is completely, completely wrong. If I can give one bit of advice, please do not stockpile any of these medications. No, but, on, but, uh, but what is the medication? So we're talking about chloroquine. Okay. okay. Don't stockpile it. You don't need to stockpile it. First of all, they're doing a lot of tests on it. Over 23 different randomised tests are being done on it. People are being treated for it. But they've found that only the severe conditions treated with chloroquine are the ones that are actually helping. So don't use it for a mild disease. Don't take it and go to the pharmacy and go and buy it for your grandmother in case she gets it. We need to protect our community. We need to protect ill people. Keep okay. it at bay. So, so, so we're saying that it has been seen to work in, 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 in quite extreme it has situations. Been seen to work. We still don't have enough Doesn't evidence mean the lay person it. should get involved. Definitely but, not. But, but maybe. It's reserved for critical cases at this point in time. Right. It's not as a prophylactic treatment for anybody. Don't keep it, don't stockpile. It's the same as there's been lots of talk of antiretrovirals. Yes, that was one of my questions. So antiretrovirals have got different types of working, but the one that they've spoken about, Alluvia, isn't being seen to be a treatment for this disease. There's another one called remdesivir, which is also being looked at. There's antibiotics that are being looked at, something called tacoplanin, which is intravenous antibiotic. They're looking at lots of options at this point in time. We need to see which works the best. Just do not go and stockpile. If you've got chronic disease, the pharmacies have got medication. You don't need to stockpile six months of your medication in case of emergency. Mm -hmm. What about taking anti-inflammatories? So that's a French study that came out. Mm -hmm. And the French have said that if you take anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, it does decrease your immunity in someone who's got COVID-19. It doesn't mean that if you want to take an anti-inflammatory every now and then, just for some other malady, that you mustn't take it if you don't have the disease. Or people with chronic rheumatoid arthritis who are on it, 
must stop taking it. It means that if you've got severe COVID disease, we are a bit reticent about giving it to you. It's the same as the family of corticosteroids. That's cortisone. Mm. A lot of people are on chronic cortisone for conditions such as asthma. Once again, rheumatoid arthritis, other ulcerative colitis. There's a lot of conditions which you use it for. If you're on that chronically, don't stop it. But don't use it as a treatment if you get sick from SARS-CO2. And uh, antihistamines? What about them? Somebody said to me that I saw something saying, don't take antihistamines, lowers your resistance. Nonsense. Don't worry about antihistamines. What I do say is look after yourself, protect yourself, take vitamins. Mm. Why not? The worst case scenario is you're going to just urinate them out. It's not right. a problem. Right. Okay. What are the symptoms of COVID-19? Because, again, we were told initially dry cough, fever. Um, now we're starting to see things about diarrhea. Uh, so the symptoms are still the same. It's dry cough. Right. The first most important symptom is fever. Dry cough, shortness of breath. Diarrhea is one of the last end of the line symptoms that you can get. You can get a sore throat. It's not a primary symptom. 80% of people present with a fever. 70% of people present with a dry cough and the shortness of breath. About 5% of people can present with a the, with the sore throat. You get myalgia that's, or malaise. That's part of the, so the disease. So what is myalgia? So much muscle weakness and tiredness and fatigue no. from this okay. virus. So, so those, are the, the, those are the symptoms Those are the most common for. symptoms we're looking for. So, until now, what we've done, certainly in South Africa, is we've looked at people's travel history, we've looked at who they've been in contact with. As this progresses, obviously travel history becomes less relevant. Because um, everyone stopped traveling now. Correct. And, uh, and we're starting to see much more local transmission. What should we, what should be, people be doing? Um, I have a fever, I, I don't feel so great, maybe I've got a dry cough. What do I do? So first you find your doctor. Mm. Phone your GP, say, I've got a fever, I've got a dry cough, I'm not feeling well. The GP will then say, or the specialist will then say to you, go get tested. But in the interim, quarantine yourself. Keep yourself away from people. We don't want you spreading the disease So don't further. go to your doctor. Don't go to your doctor. Phone your doctor, rather. We want to protect the healthcare workers for in the serious case. And I'm not saying that when you get sick, it's not serious. But we're talking about people that are going to need to go on ventilators. Mm. We need to protect the healthcare system from that point of view. So... Uh so now I've, uh, I've, I've gone for a test, I'm waiting at home, and I get a phone call to say the results are positive. Okay, what so that, what do I do? It's not the end of the world. If you're positive, you stay at home, mm. you quarantine, you monitor your temperature, you look after it, you hydrate yourself well, you stay on your normal medications, you take your vitamins as necessary, and you keep on washing your hands, and you keep yourself in quarantine. And so mm. you make sure you eat well. Okay? You must be well nourished in this time. Keep yourself well hydrated. Okay, just from a general point right, of view. Okay? Right. But don't panic. Please when, do not be hysterical. Please do not panic. Okay? The only time you have to panic is when you can't breathe. And so it's that's not what I was an anxiety ask. When, type when, of, I can't does, breathe. Oh my God, I can't breathe yeah. with anxiety. When, when do you go to the hospital? When you can't breathe. Like if you cannot breathe, then you need mm. to go. But mm. if you're at all worried, th this is not a, a dogma we're setting down here. If you're worried, go to your local casualty. Mm. They've got a triage system set up. They will check you out when you get there. They can check your temperature. They can see what's going on and they can give you advice to say whether or not you need to be admitted, whether or not you need to stay at home. Majority of cases can stay at home. Right, so our Yorkshire Terrier Fred is quite old. Should we be quarantining him as a matter of, 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 of course? Well, your neighbours might think yes, and we love Fred, so look after Fred. So I'm not getting the answers that I need. But, but just coming back to that, if one human year is seven dog years, right? Yeah. And we need 60% alcohol... As, as a sanitizer, 
What's the calculation to use on Fred? It's a very, very good question. When you find the answer, please let us know. All right, fine. It wasn't from a listener, actually. No, it was something no. I thought of on my own. All right, so, so, so we now get some kind of an idea as to... To, to where we where, what treatment is. Um, I think people are very emotional at this point in time, and people are very hysterical, and how can we not understand that? I mean, we do understand that. You know, I'd like to give advice to everybody. Try to take two hours a day when you switch off your phones, switch off your TV, and give yourself a corona-free two hours. We're going to get corona fatigued if we're not corona fatigued already. I think a lot of us We need are. two hours a day of just family time, of just sunshine, of just standing outside, of just being human beings. There was life before corona. We spoke about other things. Let's go back to speaking about school fees and parking lots and the prices of things. It's so much more fun. It is. It is. Vaccine. So the vaccine's not out yet. They have tested one in China at the mm -hmm. moment, still being tested. They're still being used. The world is pushing for the vaccine. There's scientists all over the world doing mm. different tests. They are pushing, and it will come. And when it comes, it will be mass marketed. There's too many clever people in this world, too many scientists mm. that we've got available that can actually help us, and we're very lucky. Mm. We're very blessed mm. that way. There's no vaccine out yet that we are using. But in this time, we still need to remember, this week the flu vaccines are coming out. Have your flu vaccine. All right, you might have mentioned that six or seven times so far. Yeah. All right, how's your family preparing um, at the moment? What, what is the your, same, what is your family policy? Is so, so tell us what family, it is. We're not stockpiling. Okay. We're washing our hands, hmm. and then we're washing our hands, and then we're sanitizing our hands. We're staying indoors most of the time. Yesterday we went for a walk. Okay. What does that we mean? So you go for a walk? We went for a walk to the park. I mm -hmm. went with my kids. We walked around. We're not in quarantine. Right. No one has pushed us into quarantine. We're not sick any of us. Mm. But we're looking after ourselves. We're trying to create a mental health as well as an emotional health as well as a physical health. And you need to create that in your household for your children to live freely. We need to stop the anxiety. Our children are going to become so anxious. Are you allowing your children to be with your parents with older, so elderly people? At this point people. in time, I'm not allowing my children to be with my parents mm. because my parents are sickly. Right. So I don't want to put them at risk. And at this point in time, I think that we should take care of the elderly. Mm. The elderly needs to be shielded. We need to protect our elderly. If children are going to be the asymptomatic carriers, keep them away from the elderly. Protect them. We owe them that. Mm. But uh, can you invite friends over, or preferably not at this point? I, I think you've got to have a social responsibility. Invite Meaning? one friend, invite another friend. Eventually it's going to land up causing too many people going around. And then what's the point of closing schools? What's the point of not going to restaurants? What's the point of not going so anywhere? So you advise, your advice is... Stay calm, stay, stay but, measured. But don't necessarily socialise if don't you don't have to. Don't socialise unnecessarily and cut right. your, cut your socialising down. Mm, mm. And your and your kids, schools are closed. Schools um, are closed. What about them having a play date with another friend? So we've cut that down as well on a personal level. Mm. They'll stay with their, their first cousins, if anything, so for you'll now. Keep, so we we'll keep, keep it very that tight, close. That, that circle very, very, close. very small, very small, tight and contained. And, and the reason for that but is... But everyone's got that responsibility. That's it. They know who... Right. We know who they're with. They know who they're with. It's much easier to control that. When you start bringing other children into it now, it's going to start changing because you don't know who they've been with and how mm. you're going to spread it. And we've got to contain the spread. We've got to look after our community. Mm. We've got to look mm. after our country. We've got to look after ourselves. Yeah. I've just uh, got a note here. My father's 83. He's got underlying conditions. One of them, which is that he's very short. Um, is that a concern? Uh, I 
speechless. Okay, so um, okay, so uh, okay, we've got a lot of those done. Can I go for a run? I mean, assuming I was a You can a go runner. for a run if you're a runner. It would be very good for you. Even if you weren't a runner, you should go for a run. Hashtag just saying. Okay, I didn't feel that was absolutely necessary. You know what I mean? Like, medical a advice. A lot of people watch this podcast and I have a reputation. I'm tapering right now anyway. I went anyway. for a run this morning in the rain. Yeah, oh, that doesn't sound smart. It was very drizzling. Mm. But people need to get out and just to stop stressing. And if you get out, you get fresh air. You need to breathe and it's healthy to go for a run. Right. Okay, fair enough. There's a lot of talk um, around... Uh, last week, funny, when we spoke, everyone was saying, oh, it's just a flu, it's just a flu, a certain group. That's now diminished when we're mm-hmm. starting to see the real impact yeah. of what is happening in places like Italy. Yeah. Now the discussion has somewhat shifted, and the naysayers are saying, well, hold on, economics versus medical debate. Is it worth it? What's going to happen? Shouldn't we just... Uh, w- what's your response to that? I'm not an economist. Mm. I, I can't comment on the economic side of side, mm-hmm. anything from their point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we've got to follow the medical guidelines and we've got to follow the guidelines that are set out by our country, by our president, by the NRCD. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he says this afternoon, this evening, when he when he gives us a new statement. And you obviously are hoping for I'm hoping tighter for restrictions. Close it down a bit. Yeah. Do you think we'll get to a lockdown situation like they have in California, like they have in Italy, like they have in Israel? Maybe, potentially, mm. probably. It's, it's an eventuality. Yeah. When the virus starts doubling and tripling and quadrupling mm. and you've got an out-of-range number of people that you can't control, you, you have to lock people down. But right. locking down doesn't mean that everyone is locked in the house. You're still allowed to go out to go and get food. Instead of sending four people, you send one person. Mm. Mm. You're still allowed to go to a pharmacy. You send one person. That's what a lockdown is. But an is, older person should not be going. An older person shouldn't be going. Right. Send somebody else. A lot of the pharmacies are doing home deliveries. Mm. Mm. So, so you rely on them. All right, let's just take a look at some questions that we got uh, from viewers. Since Dr. Marburg is involved in the podcast, can you please ask him about the risk of getting a tattoo among, amidst the outbreak? From my understanding, as long as the artist keeps a clean workspace, it should be fine. But since tattooing is basically wounding, my concern is the blood that is uh, leaked out. So I think it's more than that, actually, because uh, a tattoo doesn't take three minutes. You're sitting in a close environment with someone on top of you for half an hour to three hours. Even if they're wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, it's as, as sterile a procedure as it's not a sterile procedure right. in this time. And just I'll rather refrain avoid from it. it. Just avoid yeah. it. Okay, I have a, a relative who's immunocompromised. What extra measures should he we be taking? Vitamins, think, looking after yourself. Right. If, you, if you are immunocompromised, mm-hmm. if you are on corticosteroids, if you are on a huge dose of immune-suppressing drugs, stay away from people. Look after yourself. Right. What is the approach with playdates and other kids? We've spoken about that. The question I have, what are the chances uh, uh, for the restrictions to end at a specified time? That's a fantastic question. Right. We don't know. Right. Time will tell. We do believe it will end, but it will take a few months for everything to settle Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Um, Is uh, is the virus not airborne? Do you have a source for this massive claim? The virus is not airborne. It's droplet spread. Okay. The only people who've got to worry about having an aerosolized spread 
is the medical personnel who are busy intubating people, and that's putting a tube into somebody when they get ventilated. Mm. Mm. And we've put, we've put ways and means in, in place in order to protect ourselves from that type of thing. There's different types of masks. There's different types of coverings we use, and we're very prepared and well aware of how to try and prevent that. Somebody asked where they can get an I-95 mask. If, so they're, doc- if they're not... N95 mask, oh, okay. okay. Well, that's fair enough. And no that, wonder you they can't find that it. That basically blocks 95% of particles going into bacteria and viruses right, and that type right. of thing. But you don't need an N95 mask. Unless medical you, personnel needs the right, N95 unless you're a medical mask. Professional. If you are sick and you do happen to go outside, then put on a normal surgical mask. Protect everybody else around you. Should we be avoiding places like nail salons uh, with shared... Uh, metal nail tools, hair salons, etc. I think we're in that, that position now where we should say rather start slowing down. Mm. Don't go as often to these places as we should have because the virus is spreading and we want to protect ourselves. And as much as you can protect yourself, you, you've got to trust other people in this as well. Mm. Don't put other people in, in a predicament. Can you be exposed to the virus through kitchen staff at restaurants uh, when they cook the food? So, so food's an interesting mm. subject. Because food doesn't transmit the virus. When you eat food, it goes into your stomach, and the acid in your stomach destroys any bacterial oh, virus from that point of view. Right. But people are obviously asking, with the handling of mm. food, when they're touching food, I cannot believe that any restaurant in this country at the moment would be stupid enough not to put measures in place. Right, right. Should uh, chores and uh, live-out domestic help be coming to work? Sure, it's a, so they're very, a very difficult sure, one. That's a difficult, I'll tell you why, because not only is it it's an emotional, financial, sensitive type of, of question. In, in this country, we have chores and, and domestics, and they're not employees, they're family to most of us. So mm. we've got to look after mm. them. So, so I think the first thing is, no matter what the answer is, find find a way to ma- continue yeah, to making payment. I think so. That, 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 that's the first thing. Economically, we have to right. look after them. We okay. can't just say, okay, well, if we have decided that you're not coming here, well, sorry for you, and we're not paying, you have to right. look so, after so them. So the first thing is, no matter what the decision is... You need to look after them. Please make sure to look after people that look after you. So that's from, number one. From a living domestic, it's much easier. They're living right. on the property, they'll stay inside. You've, right. got to just, you've got to educate your employees right. on what to do and how to do. And I'm sure everybody has explained hand-washing and sanitising and cleaning... I know we have, and I know our domestic worker is so appreciative of it. Right. We also have a char, right. and our char comes in. Okay, she lives in the area, but she washes her hands, and she does her I think the concern for a lot of people are the taxis. We, 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 we have so, seen the taxi industry yeah. taking fantastic, fantastic measures. Fantastic measures. So yeah. I think that's, once again, a personal decision. Mm. My feeling is that if your char goes quite far away to some area in, in a taxi, then you can try a few measures. One of them is obviously the hand washing, give her sanitizer, take home with her, mm. and come back. But when she comes here, and, and I'm doing this myself at work. When I go to work, I go in my clothes, and then I change into surgical scrubs. And when I go home, I take my surgical scrubs and I change back into my clothes. And that's clothes. new. You've never done that no, before. No, and I'm doing right. that now. So right. why don't you do it with your chores? Let them come in their clothes, and they get changed into an outfit. And then when they go, they get changed out of that outfit and go back. So it's almost not bringing, it's, it's limiting it's the amount less, that less you... There's problems for them and for right, you. Right, right. Um, if South Africa is going to be ultimately heading towards a lockdown anyway, why not just do it sooner than later, a listener? We don't need to at this point in mm-hmm. time. It's going to create much more panic and havoc at this point in time than mm. we need. Mm. So it's, it's, it's not Armageddon. It's not the end of the world. We're going to get through this. We're working together. We're working so well as a community getting through this. If and when lockdown occurs... Then we'll tackle it then. And we'll get but there's, there's ways and means to go for it. Mm, mm. If, if you could ask South Africans to do one thing right now, 
and everybody's going to listen and everybody's going to, to say, great, that's the one thing you've asked, that's what we're going to do, what would it be? Wash your hands ad nauseum. Don't stop washing your hands multiple times throughout the day with soap and water. If not with soap and water, use alcohol sanitizer. I'm Howard Feld and this is The Synthesis, a podcast, the Sunday morning podcast. I've been chatting to Dr. Anton Marburg. He's a pulmonologist, physician uh, in a private practice. He's at the centre, in the centre of the uh, COVID-19 storm here in South Africa. We wanted to get together, as we did last week, Sunday morning, to give an update as to how things are playing out in South Africa. Some of the questions that you've been asking. I do hope that you enjoyed this. We are going to uh, strive to continue to bring you as much information as possible. Please, uh, at the bottom of the YouTube channel, write your questions and we will endeavour to get answers uh, as quickly as we are able. Stay safe, stay healthy and uh, stay positive. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.